Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we look at timely and timeless issues through the lens of biblical truth. I'm your host, Mark Pennell, joined each week by Pastor Paul Sartorelli of Trinity Church in Metro, Ohio. This is our chance to take a look at important biblical, cultural, and contemporary topics that resonate for all listeners. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to A Fresh Take. I'm Mark Pennell, along with Paul Sartorelli. Um, usually, I throw a, su- a subject at him, and he's caught off guard and has to come up with some whiz-bang answer. Which is why the shows are going to be really crazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, we kind of like that. But um, this time, Paul came to me with a subject that he wanted to talk about. And frankly, without sounding like a pun, I was, I was doubtful that we could spend 20 minutes on it. Either oh, you do or you don't. And I think, we'll see how we go, because we, we don't have it completely scripted. He's not sure we can do 20 minutes. I'm not sure we can do this in 20 minutes. It's And it's such an important topic no, that it, really is. it might take more than one. So hang with us. What's the topic? Doubt. <sighs> okay. It's a huge subject. It really is. Uh, if there isn't a Christian out there that hasn't doubted, then I'm not too sure they're a believer. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're so saintly. And and because maybe, I don't know if you doubt, uh, it'd it'd be interesting to know what you doubt about. But even if you don't, there's not a parent I've ever met um, who either worries about their children because they're young or worries about their kids because they've gone away to college or now they're mm-hmm. adults and they've completely sort of left the church or whatever. And so it's either I'm worried about my doubt or I'm worried about my friend's doubt or my kid's doubt. It's it's prevalent. It's everywhere. Matter of fact, my own son, he's uh, fin- just finished college and his views have changed. And okay. hopefully, I'm not saying he's gone away from Christ, but... He's asked a lot of questions, and he's the, the cool thing is, and you'll get into this, that's a journey he has to take by himself, Indeed. and hopefully he'll get back into uh, a real interest in it. Yeah. But I, 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 I get ahead of myself. And you said the cool thing, and hear us say this, cool, I'm not sure that's the word I would use, but yes, it's, it's cool, it's natural, it can, I mean, yeah, doubt is human. I mean, we all, think about when you got married. Because um, I'm trying to, I, I thought about the, the the rehearsal the day before I got married, and I love Sue, and we've been married for 117 years. Yeah. Um, were you were you 100 percent sure three hours before your wedding or the day before your wedding, or did you have any doubt at all? Like I don't know if I can do this. I, I, have, I have more doubt today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's see that's that's the human thing. Um, I, we're we're prone to doubt, and um, I think the more we get it out there and talk about it, the more we'll be able to deal with it. You know, you, uh, you just retired, and you you figured it all out numbers wise and all of that, and you made your decision. Did you ever doubt like oh, maybe I shouldn't have done it or? I, I, no, actually, I haven't done. Okay. It. I haven't done. It. Yes, I I did it initially. But as it soaked in, I realized this is what was supposed to happen. Okay, good. For one thing, I was able to now do this. This is something I'd prayed for for a long time, just to be able to talk with you and have your thoughts shared with the, uh, the, the listener slash viewer. Uh, but I want to I want to start with a simple question: What is doubt? You answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's uncertainty. It's lack of. Um, absolute conviction 
it's um, it's a journey. You know, I think what does James say? The the doubter is like the one who is on the sea, and the waves are tossing him to and fro. So it's a journey. Uh, faith is a journey, and doubt is part of that journey. And it's like being on the sea that you're going up and down, and um, yeah, and you're not sure. I think all of that is doubt. I think there are different kinds of doubt, but I think to start with, it's it's hesitancy, it's lack of certainty, it's reality. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it is generally. Um, think about this. I'll, I'll throw this back at you because I think there's a couple of aspects. Now let's get into the, the realm of Christian doubt and then we'll do some, some other things as well. There's intellectual doubt. We'll call it mind doubt and heart doubt. Okay. The mind doubt, I mean, there's a lot about the mysteriousness of the Christian faith. Yeah, oh, yeah. We believe in the Trinity. We believe in Christ as fully God and fully man. We believe that God created the heavens and the earth. You know, so those are the intellectual doubts that sometimes the college student would go that way. Um, but then there's the emotional doubts. Um, you're praying for something. Our subject a couple of weeks ago was prayer. And you're not getting any answer right. whatsoever. Right. I've experienced that. Talk about it. I mean, it's okay to doubt. You can either doubt that God's good or doubt God's there or God cares. or Right? Uh, my daughter's been having ill health for several years. And uh, I just kept praying and praying and praying. And, and God did not answer, still has not answered the way I want, at least. There are many other things that are happening that are miraculous about it. But there was a time that I actually wondered, am I just talking to myself when I'm praying? Literally, was I... That's doubt. Am I, is this a joke? Mm-hmm. Have I been following this thing called God for all these years and it, he doesn't exist? Yeah, I... I asked, I even asked, I asked him that. Do you exist? <laughs> I'm serious. I, I couldn't... If he answers you, then you know he does. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But if he answers no, what am I supposed to say? It means he does, but he doesn't want you to know him. <laughs> that's right. He's playing hard to get. Yes, he is. Anyway. So intellectual doubt and then heart or mind doubt, heart doubt is all of those things. And heart doubt can then even go into, again, it's not the intellect. It's not like someone has disproved the Bible. But like I was just talking with someone in their 20s who has somewhat walked away from the church. And the issue that they're dealing with when they were honest with it was the the youth pastor that they looked up to for so many years. Now he learned the youth pastor was having an affair with one of the mothers in the youth and so, he, he, in a sense, for now, he, I don't want to say he's done, but he's certainly doubting everything he believed. Okay, so how do you get out of it? I mean, you can't spend your entire time believing in him still always doubting. There has to be times when you're absolutely, you know, stuck like glue to him and you know, right. yes, he exists. And it's not always when there's a joyous moment. You right. have to experience him when it's a dark moment and you feel very lonely and you yes. feel that, that even he doesn't understand, but you know he's there. Yes. And yeah, let's let's talk about this then. If it, let's talk about the journey. And I think instead of faith and doubt being enemies, doubt is one of those pit stops on the journey of faith. It's there. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're not opposites. Now, but faith is on a journey. You talked about you know for certain he's there. That's that's what I would call the myth of, of certainty in a sense. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 13, remember, uh, love is this, love is that. And then he says, now we see, I'm going to use the old King James, now we see through a glass dimly. He's talking about it, the way we look at life now is a foggy mirror. We don't see it very clearly, mm-hmm. so we have to live by faith. Mm-hmm. Now we have to look through a glass dimly, but then we will see face to face. Then we will know even as we are known. So certainty is not a thing in this life of faith. Correct. Correct. It's not coming till then. Correct. And so you've got to live with that doubt. You've got to live with the lack of certainty. And you can grow in it little by little. Here's one of the things that helps. Let's talk about this for a second. Doubt is so common that it's absolutely biblical. And Bible right. characters, again and again and again, you see them having doubts. For instance? Start of the first book of the Bible. Eve. That's pretty early. The servant comes to Eve and says, has God really said that you cannot eat from any of the fruit of the garden? And so immediately, again, sometimes doubt can be a, the plot of the enemy. I don't think always, but it can be. And see what doubt is? He's calling into question, calling into confidence. Has God really said, calling into confidence God's word? calling into confidence God's goodness mm-hmm. and calling into confidence God's motive because the enemy then says um, he just he's afraid you're going to become like God like him right. and so right from the beginning Eve then you have Sarah remember Sarah right. Abraham's wife Abraham was promised that he'd have a bunch of kids with Sarah she's 90 years old you know how many kids she had zero so then when she's told verbatim going to have a child. Remember what she does? <laughs> yeah, I do. She laughs. She laughs. It's the laugh of doubt. It's like, come on. 90-year-olds don't have kids. Um, that's doubt. Lots, uh, Job's wife, remember Job goes through all that suffering and everything. Right. Um, loses his family, loses his finances, everything. Health. And remember what his wife says? What? I'm going to Bible study. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, she actually says, she actually says, curse God and die. Okay. It's pretty strong words of doubt. One of my favorite examples, if I can use the word favorite, um, is Zacharias, uh, uh, John's, John the Baptist's dad. Yes. Who he, he doubts in front of the angel, and the angel says, okay, you doubt? I'm going to shut you up for nine months. You <laughs> can't talk. That's pretty impressive. So God pushed the mute button on him for nine months. Right, right. Well, remember his son, John the Baptist, who was the the forerunner of Jesus. I used to... Do you watch the late night talk shows now? Yeah, once in a while. They're not very good anymore. So maybe you know who they are. I don't know any of them. I know a little bit. I was a big Johnny Carson fan. Oh, so was I. They, so I used to, they all pale in comparison. Yes. Yeah. So this is going to sound blasphemous, but this is a fresh take. I used to call John the Baptist the Ed McMahon of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> So, so who was like who would Jimmy Kimmel? So was, was he always drunk then? 
<laughs> no, he actually only wore, he only ate locusts and went around <laughs> and, and camel hair. No, I know what you're going to lead to. I don't know who that guy is, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, so they all have that guy. Well, John the Baptist was that guy for Jesus. Well, because of his association with Jesus, he gets thrown into prison, and he's soon to lose his head. But while he's in prison, he sends a couple of his disciples to Jesus asking this question. Are you really the Messiah? Or should we be looking for somebody else? Or what's that but doubt? Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, all that to say, it's common. Can I throw something at you? Do you feel that sometimes when you're going through that period of doubt, that when you come out of it, when something either miraculous happens or just a gradual uh, re-interest, uh, that's a terrible word to use, but it's back into a sense of comfort with him, that you are um, even that more mature or full of wisdom because of it. You went through a trial, you came out on the other end, not having the doubt anymore and realizing that he truly is God that much more intense. Indeed, hear that. I think that is a real key because if doubt is part of the journey, one of the rest stops on the journey of faith, God has his purposes. And um, at that rest stop or, or the many, many rest stops of doubt, um, they, they can grow you, they can mature you. Because remember, if it's a journey, when, when a person comes to faith in Christ, they're at a particular point in their life they might be a lot younger, life might be a lot happier, life might be a lot simpler, all of those things. I mean, think of Sarah. Abraham, her husband, says, we're leaving the Ur of Chaldees and we're going to the promised land. Great. She went and she followed. Well, life happened, years happened, still no child. And so things are changing. John the Baptist pointing to Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Okay, pretty clear, pretty simple, quite a bit younger. Now he's thrown in prison. Now all of a sudden it gets hard. And so in some ways, because faith is a journey and doubt is part of that, doubt comes because it's like, wait a minute, it's not exactly like it was when I first believed. Mm -hmm. Life is harder. The things I were taught oh, yeah. are not necessarily the same. Right. And so it's okay. Okay, if you're watching this, maybe you have a 20-year-old in college or maybe a 30-year-old that's newly married and they're really doubting their faith right now. Remember, the faith that you gave them when they were 6 or 8 or 12, they're different now. So the questions that they're asking are different now. And maybe some of the answers you gave them um, didn't really hold water, whether it was scientific answers or political answers or worldview answers, but it's part of that journey. And as they come through on the other side, if you do, and if you do, the other side, I do believe there's maturity on the other side. I'm going to throw something that's going to test your talents. Uh, <laughs> You have a guitar? <laughs> you used to play bass in a, in a rock band. Yeah. I'll send you my autograph for $20. Just send it to a fresh take. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Anyway, in all seriousness, and I do mean serious, what about the man whose wife has been diagnosed with cancer, terminal cancer? There's no way out of this thing. He's going to see her die. How is he going to get out of that without 
a permanent sense of doubt mm -hmm. that there's always that scar between he and his savior because there he didn't resolve that he didn't fix that how do you, how do you how do you do that well, yeah in a sense and you know this too because of your involvement with other people but i was about to say welcome to my life i mean that's ministry right um, i just got a call two hours ago from a man in one of my groups um his elderly father just fell and he was doing fine yesterday they had to make a decision not to save his life. I mean, I mean, so that's, that is life. And, um, so let's talk about both how to prepare yourself in, in life, but also how to sort of get, work your way through doubt. And it, it does start what I would say personally. Um, so, uh, that man's life, whose wife that you just mentioned with cancer, uh -huh. um, before the cancer hit, you sort of hope, um, he's got a pretty good faith. He's, he's in the word, he's in fellowship. Um, this will be a time, whether it's your 20 or that man for self-evaluation. Mm. Um, what do you really believe? Um, where do you really have your hope? Um, if you're a, if you're a young person, if this is your child or if you're watching, uh, this is the time to ask, is this faith my own or is it um, my parents? Okay. And so I think personal inventory is a really important thing when you're dealing with doubt. Doubt is often linked with fear. It's often linked with insecurities. Um, and again, I don't want to do psychobabble here, but there has to be a bit of introspection when you're doubting about what's going on right. in your life. The other, the other option is just sweep it through the rug and get on to the next thing. Um, Which is no good. No, it's really no good. But then I think together with that, and you can speak to this a bit, is not only is it, so it is personal, but then I would say it's communal. You, you can't do this alone. No, you if can't. it's a journey, you're, you're journeying with others. Um, maybe think a minute, if you like, even talk about some aspect of your life that you've journeyed with others uh, in your faith and in your growth and in difficulties that have helped your faith. Oh boy, that's, that's a tough one because uh, it's, in all honesty, it's a little tough to, to, to bring up, but um, I've had depression for years. Mm. And uh, with that depression, uh, there has been many times where I'm alone in a room and I'm talking to him and I'm saying, why did you let this happen to me? Mm. Um, the funny thing about it is, even, not at that moment, and sometimes not for a couple of months, when I come out of it, I have a deeper faith and something strange has happened. I've realized how much more he loved me. Nothing has changed really. Mm -hmm. I'm still fighting depression, mm -hmm. but somehow or another, I know in that moment that it's different than it was maybe a month ago. Mm -hmm. And there's something to celebrate there. And can I, I, I don't want to make it say that, take lightly depression. It, it's right. crippling. There's right. no question about it. But to know that there's someone there who really loves you right. and is completely aware of every thought you have in your mind, mm -hmm. whether good or bad, yep. is, 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 is with him. He knows it and he's going to be with you. Okay. So let's stay with us because you just described the personal part of it, that you get alone with the Lord and you, you in a sense get a bit more confidence, even though depression can really bring about doubt. And yet at the same time, uh, Mark and I are really good friends he tells me. That's what he says. Um, <laughs> I pay him twenty dollars a week, <laughs> and this friendship. Will you be my friend? <laughs> but that, in a sense, that's the communal part of it. When you, when a person goes through doubt, um, 
Again, you got to do some self-inventory, but you've got to deal with it in a in a authentic, deep-thinking community of other believers. You can't do it alone. If you're watching uh, Fresh Take, and you, you maybe you're a member of Trinity, maybe you're a member of a church in Portland, Oregon, like Dan, I talked with you this week. Stay in that community. Make sure you're dealing with real issues. Make sure you're dealing with biblical thoughts, but very deep ones. And never, ever be afraid to ask hard questions. That's right. Don't be afraid to share. Don't be afraid to ask. No. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Even if you don't get the right answer from somebody because sometimes Christians can be stupid when it comes to certain <laughs> subjects. Yeah. Remember when I was one of the throes of the depression, somebody said that I'm not praying hard enough. Mm. Oh, 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 you have oh. my permission to slap the person mm. that says that, by the way. Oh, man, that is, that's <laughs> tough. But uh, there are also people out there with wisdom and love that uh, can really help you along the way. And can I say one other thing? Because we've sort of attached our children to this. If your child has gone away to college or maybe come back from college and their faith is doubting or wavering or different than yours, um, encourage them to continue their journey, but they don't have to go to your church. They could go to a church that's uh, of a completely different ilk. If yours is a more evangelical church, maybe they seek a charismatic church or something different. Um, so your core of beliefs will not necessarily be theirs, which gets me then to the third point, and then we'll start wrapping this up. Um, so personally, you've got to do some inventory. Why are you going through these doubts? Communally, you've got to be part of a community of other people that love you and pray for you and care for you and ask honest questions back and forth. But thirdly, I'm going to use the word intellectually. Um, because our faith can stand the intellectual questions that we ask it. Okay. But know what's the core of our faith. I don't know what denominations you're a part of, but some of our churches on a regular basis read the creeds, okay. the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creeds. Those are helpful in the sense that they sort of summarize the core of our beliefs. Um, but sometimes our faith has been so abstracted uh, and contracted into other things that, okay, so our children, maybe your children don't believe um, the creation story the way you do. God created the heavens and the earth. Let it stop there. Maybe your children don't believe the the political views you have. Good, probably. Um, but make sure that those core are, are central. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, absolutely. So as you, as you even evaluate yourself theologically or intellectually, know what stays and know what goes. And hang on to those. Have, so, we, co have we covered enough that someone who's watching this can actually say, all right, I can live through the doubt. Uh, I understand now a little bit. I mean, are we, are we, have we reached that point or do we need another 20 minutes? No, I think we have. Okay. Can I recommend two books? Yes. One is by John Ortberg called Faith and Doubt. And the other is a, by a man named Swoboda. And it's called um, After Doubt. Oh. Both of those are really good books that deal with this subject m much more thoroughly than we've just done. I'll say one last thing and then you can. Um, the last thing I would say is if you're in an area of doubt or in a season of doubt um, and you've stopped reading your Bible, read it again. Mm -hmm. Ooh, can I recommend one? Please. There, you know, there's NIV and uh, American Standard and, uh, of course, uh, King James and whatnot. Find the one you like that has the best to understand, but you gave me a, a volume of books. It's absolutely beautiful. I wish you could see it. It's beautifully bound, and it's, it's the, the entire Bible, not on onion skin paper. You know, it's good fat paper. That's why it's so wide. 
but there aren't chapters and verses to it. Mm. So you can read the book of Luke and never be stumbling by letters and numbers and, and chapters and this. It's fascinating how much he connects one subject to the next in a very fluent and beautiful way. Mm. If you can do that, uh, I recommend it because it's, it's truly beautiful. It's the, actually what he, Mark's recommending is the English Standard Version. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's several volumes, and it's a beautiful way. Yeah. Choose one, any of those translations. Yeah. But go back to start. Just read your Bible devotionally, and it'll be food for your, your soul and even for your doubting spirit. That's it for this version uh, of A Fresh Take. And I hope that you are enjoying these. Well, it, maybe you're not enjoying them, but that's good if you're not sometimes because it's tough being a believer. We're going to do this all the time for as long as we can find answers or questions to be answered. That's Paul Sartorelli. I'm Mark Pennell. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. So long. Thank you for joining us today for A Fresh Take. Your support means so much to us as we get this podcast off the ground. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you please consider leaving a review to help us get the word out to more listeners? You can also subscribe to A Fresh Take right now and guarantee that you will never miss a new episode. The video version of this podcast is available on the Trinity Menor YouTube channel or by visiting trinitymenor.com slash learnandgrow where you can also catch up on past episodes of Pastor Paul's video series, Take 5, or read back through his blog, To The Point. A Fresh Take is hosted by Mark Pennell alongside Pastor Paul Sartorelli and is a ministry of Trinity Church in Menor, Ohio. Our musical selections are provided courtesy of Michael Burrett from the Eastman School of Music. Visit trinitymenor.com for more information about Trinity and its ministries. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next time.